Bell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And we are The Meadow Report. So what we try to do is to bring to you, our listener, a modern take on the tribal method of communication where women would go out into the meadow and find their resources and bring it back to the tribe. And they always had a little story to share with whatever it is that they brought back. Go here, or they shared the information, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what we want to do. So we want to bring to you, our listener, the cool things that we run into in our lives and share it with you. Yes, and we have a variety of guests that come to the podcast. Every week we have a guest. So recently we've interviewed um, Georgie Holbrook. She's a healer. And Ana Rojas Bastidas, who just opened up a swimsuit line. And then today we just finished a recording with Victoria Garcia. She's a, a photographer. That's what the Metal Report is. So listen to us. Yeah, and like and share and subscribe. This is the Metal Report. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And today we are here with a woman that both of us know. An old friend. An old friend, (laughs) Christy McIntyre. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So Christy and I have been like kind of playing phone tag Uh (laughs) on social media. And um, I was, you know, I was thinking, it just everything lined up. And I was like thinking, you know, I need to get a couple of, um, you know, podcasts recorded and in there in the, in the can so that we're ready to go for the year. And I saw you post something and I was like, that's it. Come do a mental report. And you were like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I've been seeing your here. post too. I'm like, she's oh. just posted some nice stuff. So she's sitting there. What is she doing? <laughs> So let me tell a little bit about about our background. Um, I don't even... It feels like I've just known you forever. You have. You've known me for over 10 years now. It's, oh, my it's God. It's been a minute. Yeah. I don't even know wow. when I met you first. You Do you remember? Um, I know that you... I think you met me before I came to my first... I know somebody Houston meeting. You may have met me through Beth. I think you met me through Beth. I did meet you through Beth. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Beth. Okay. And then, so, um, and then, I and I knew about you before I met you. And then I met you through Beth. And then, um, yeah. And then we started I Know Somebody. And you came to an event. You came to that first event. And, and you came there, to the first one? I think it was, this, was it the first one or the second one? No, because you, it was at Coincide, year. right? Yeah. 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 It was, I don't know, somewhere in that time. first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. So she came to the event and then um, shortly after we asked her to join us and you stayed with us and, and helped us grow. I know somebody and. That was so fun. It brought this other voice and. Experience. One of my favorite <laughs> experiences of I know somebody is something that I didn't it wasn't involved in was after you guys went and Anna and um, Aisha you went to the beach and then you posted that picture and I was like no do you remember that no <laughs> you don't remember do you like, remember I wasn't it? there so no you were so there's the a picture yes not the, the four of you well maybe it wasn't the beach I don't know where you I kind of swore it was the beach though I'll pull the picture we went, okay yeah. you guys went the four of you guys went somewhere together and hung out and I was just like oh yeah we were doing that like every night for a while yes and I was just like I was just so touched we had our little community because it it was like it was so indicative of what I wanted to do with I know somebody was to bring women that didn't know each other together you know and then create something else yeah and that's what you guys were I was doing. Super curious as to what we were doing now. I was like, where were we? I yeah. don't know. What's the picture? It must have been. It must have been always drinking because you don't remember. <laughs> well, we always went out for dinner. We did. We we did. Dinner. What was our, What was our spot again? Uh, Torchies. Torchies. No. I don't even think that was open. Bohemian. 
Oh, Bohem. Yeah, Bohem uh, is Bohem? still my I've always called it Bohem. But, well, it might be pronounced Bohem. You know, I've heard, I've heard I don't know. stuff all the time. But Bohem, <laughs> doesn't matter. Bohem, Bohem is, is my favorite spot. I yeah, love Bohem. it was yeah. fun. That was <laughs> we nice. always had a good time. So you like, and we were just talking before we started recording how we kind of all grew up together. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. over, over this time we have, mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've all evolved. And I think even though, like, I haven't seen you guys in a while, I still follow you on social media, and I still, mm. like, pay attention, and I'm, oh, like, yeah. I love what she's doing. Like, yeah. like both of you, I'm like, oh, oh. you know, I'm, I miss that. I was like, I really miss that interaction with them. So, yeah. And we miss you, Definitely. too. Well, Thank I'm you. glad you So good to have you back in the fold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> and now I get to push you. So, mm-hmm. yes, please. All right. So, Christy is here because she has developed a new business, and mm-hmm. she's growing, and Tell us a little bit about that. You were like kind of dabbling when the last time I talked to you, but right, I was I was kind of messing around with trying to do um, a wellness type of thing. Like I was doing energy work, and I then I wanted to add the coaching and doing all that to it. And so now, my business is called um, Good Vibes Only Wellness. Mm-hmm. Love so, that. Yeah, it's pretty, I love you know, that. You want the good vibes. You don't I only want the, the good vibes. You don't want those negative vibes. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm, what I'm trying to do now is incorporate coaching, energy work, and motivational speaking into it. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to get myself out there and build my brand and build myself up and really use my words to inspire people. That's you awesome. Know, that's and you do have your own story, you know. I do. I, you definitely have, you know. <laughs> and we were talking about that with Paula, you know, yeah. that mm-hmm. we, you know, by the time we get to this point, and it's like, well, I think anybody who's starting a business has some you know, backstory to that, mm-hmm. why you want to do that, where you are, what you want to create. You, you, you yeah. want to use that story to really encourage somebody else because there's somebody who needs that story, mm-hmm. who needs to hear where you come from and where you are now and where you want to go, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's how we learn, mm-hmm. like through storytelling. Like whenever I hear yeah. a story, a powerful story, I'm just like so inspired and it just like really motivates me to like be a pool, a different part of myself that I didn't know was in there. So yeah. I think storytelling it's is really a, good. It's the resonating, you <clears throat> yeah. know, like yeah. I've done that too, mm-hmm. you know, I can, you know, I can totally relate because I've yeah. been there too. Yeah. And I think as women, we do do that because there's so much that we hide <coughs> and try to hide from view. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a lot of people, I think, get the impression that they're, that they're the only ones going through what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Oh, nobody else understands this. Nobody feels this way. But, you know, when you see somebody else telling their story... And, and inspiring you and showing you, look, I've been through it too. It really, it really gets you out of that, that impression that you're all alone, mm-hmm. you know, you're by yourself. Yeah, and no, why not? And you know, when you put women together, it's like powerful shit happens. Yeah, we've seen some. When you when you put women together who really want to heal and and really want to want to get out there, yeah, it's very powerful, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. give us a little uh, cut out of this your story that's brought you to this point. Um, okay. Well, growing up, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home, very dysfunctional home. So that's initially what I think has brought me to want to tell my story. I want, I want other people to understand and know that you're not alone, no matter where you come from, no matter what your, what your home life is, no matter how your family is, you know, you can succeed in life. You can succeed, you can grow, <clears throat> you can heal from all of that, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's one of those things that you don't want to get stuck in it. You don't want to get stuck in the victim story mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, you know, I grew up like this. My parents didn't push me. You know, my brother was a severe alcoholic, both of them. You know, my dad was always gone or, 
Mm-hmm. My mom was this, and then you're like, I'm never going to go anywhere or do anything in life. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get stuck in that, because the moment you get stuck in that is the moment where you become unhappy and miserable in life. And so that's why I'm coming out. That's where I'm coming from, because I've been that person where I was kind of stuck in it and felt like I'm never going to succeed. I'm never going to be anything more than where I am now. Mm-hmm. But I look at myself now versus the person I was even at 16, 17, I'm so much more evolved and I have such a higher consciousness. Yeah, even just last year, I think about like us just from one year ago, like we've changed so much in one year, you know? Yeah. The power of Well, in the time that I haven't seen you, you've evolved, Mm -hmm. you know, and changed. Yeah, I have. I can see a softness and. um, Definitely, I'm not as rough around the edges. (laughs) Some empathy as well, you know. Like if you go through some shit, then that gives you empathy, you know. Mm -hmm. You're like, I've been through a lot of shit. I don't need to be so hard anymore. Let that go. (laughs) Yeah, well, I hear you. I think mine was anger. You know, it was just Mm -hmm. tied up in a lot of anger for a long time. And but you know, anger equates to sadness too. Oh, and fear. Yeah. Anger it is all fear. And fear yeah. It is all fear. Yes. Is. And that is, that is the one obstacle I think a lot of us have a hard time getting past is that fear. But once you break that barrier, it's over. You know, like you can, you, you succeed, you, you just shine, you know, if you face that fear. Yeah. But you got to have help, you know. You do. You got to have the you village. Do. You have to have you that know? guidance and mm-hmm. you have to have that support system. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tell us how you help your clients and what you want to give them. Well... Like I said, I do um, a variety of things. I do the energy work. I do the coaching. And what I what I like to do is incorporate coaching in with the energy work. Mm-hmm. So initially what I'll do, as comfortable as they are, I'll, I'd like to set them down and talk to them and, and have them give me an idea of where they're coming from, what's going on with them, and what it is that they're trying to work through. And what the energy work does, the, way, the reason I incorporate that is because what it helps you do is reset yourself. It, I don't, I want I like to say it puts you in like a meditative state. Yeah. But some people aren't comfortable with that, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, you're gonna make me meditate. Yeah. <laughs> what are you making me do here? No. <laughs> it's just gonna calm you down. It's gonna calm you down and rejuvenate you. You're gonna feel rejuvenated. But I also tell them, when you do energy work, things come up. So like emotional stuff comes up that you may have suppressed and kind of kept down. It brings it to the surface. So I like to tell them. You know, make sure you have at least a couple of hours afterwards or even a whole day <clears throat> to yourself yeah. to kind of allow that to come up and recuperate, write things down, write down what's coming up for you. You know, and so that's that's what I like to do. I like to make sure that they know that. I like to make sure that they are well aware that things are going to come up for them yeah. before they do it so that they're not comfortable with that because you have to kind of be mentally ready for that. Right, too. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because in a way you're kind of like breaking down walls yeah you're definitely breaking down walls there's Mm -hmm. there's walls that everybody puts up yeah that they don't really want people in but when you're doing that type of exchange with somebody it's it's coming up Mm -hmm. and that person's going to know a little bit more about you so tell me exactly what (coughs) is energy work you know because i want the audience to know i know i saw um i was watching on mind valley there was a guy jeffrey something i don't remember his last name doing energy work and he was actually like picturing a ball and then like taking it you know and I loved it it's like I could actually feel it you know in my hands and yeah you know so tell us how I think it there's, works there's and variations to energy work and I think everybody does it differently right mm-hmm. yes um, so what I do I do traditional Reiki but I also kind of incorporate my own form to it 
And what it is, is it sh- it's just, I like to describe it as like just a shifting of, think of your body, all the fluids in your body, the blood, the lick, you know, the water, all of that. But energy just kind of shifting throughout your body because you get blockages. And these blockages eventually kind of turn to the bitterness, the anger, mm-hmm. the frustration that you feel. And what energy work is meant to do is unblock that and kind of give you a free flow so that you can kind of just, you know, flow better. Like recalibrate. Yeah, like recalibrate your body and your <coughs> mind and your soul. Mm-hmm. So what if you're working with somebody and, and you do find like an emotional block, how might that show up and then what do you do with them well you'll feel it like when you're working with someone you kind of tend to feel it like you'll feel a little bit more heat or a little bit more of a pull there's a tangible yeah like i for me like i'll have my hands up like i don't touch them i usually Mm -hmm. try to just kind of keep my hands at at an area where i can feel that right 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 energy and a lot of times you'll feel like a magnetic almost like a magnetic pull Uh to this area and a lot of times it's the heart a lot of times it's the heart and the gut because that's where you keep a lot of it. Chakras, yeah. Yeah, that's where mm-hmm. you keep a lot of it. So I'll focus a little bit more on that area and then afterwards I'll talk to them and explain that to them and, you know, see what came up for them and let them know what came up for me because there are times where it may sound silly but sometimes I'll get little visions, something that maybe I'm meant to tell them, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll sit down and we'll talk and I'll explain that to them and they'll understand what's going on. I may not but they will. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I think it sounds silly at all. I don't all. think it's silly at all. Either. I think it's an intuitive thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, I feel <laughs> like trusting your intuition, mm-hmm. and when you do that, and you trust it more, it becomes better, and mm-hmm. it serves you better. Absolutely, yeah. it's like a muscle, sharper. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. You gotta work it. So why? What I mean? Why energy and Reiki? What is that? How does that? convey to the type of healing did you experience healing that way did you yeah my coach incorporated coaching and energy work into it Mm. so we would do a little coaching and then we would do some energy work Uh or I would just come in and do energy work okay and it was very very profound like it really helped me a lot like it can you do it on yourself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay do it on yourself but what it does is it like I said, it kind of allows things to come to the surface and it allows things to become clear and it allows you to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into it. Yeah. Mm. So uh, since I've seen you, um, you know, we used to see each other every week. Yeah. At least. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Sometimes more. Um, <laughs> but you, I thought you were still in school at that mm-hmm. time, were you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was. I'm still, I'm still in school um, wanting to do psychology. Okay, because I, I want to get. I oh, eventually, so that makes sense. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I eventually want to get my doctorate. That's mm-hmm. in psychology, and become a psychologist. But no, okay, I mostly want to do that because I really think it makes me more credible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I feel like you know having that that knowledge, that base, as well as you know everything else, personal life experience. I think that that's you know going to really tie in well. Right, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. going to tie together and make it yeah. make it really really big mm-hmm. yeah I agree plus I'll be the first person in my family to actually graduate college and, and do something like that so that's that's why it's such a big deal to me yeah I mean like I said my mom did the two years of college but she didn't do anything with it she didn't mm-hmm. get like a real a degree or anything so it's just like I'm gonna be the first person to really do something and I'm breaking the generation the generational curse is what I'm doing I'm, I'm breaking that mm-hmm. cycle yeah right so talk to us a little bit about your um your speaking. What do you want to do with that? Oh, with this with the speaking, I I want to tell my story. I want to tell my story, but I want to do it in a way that's almost poetic. 
if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's almost poetic where I'm on stage and I'm talking to people. I, I envision myself speaking to a, a big crowd of people, telling my story and just, you know, letting them know, like, we're going to work through this. Whatever your story is, whatever you've got going on, you're better than that. You're better than where you are and you're going to succeed. You know, you're going to get to that level that you want to get to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Up-leveling. Yeah. 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 I think words and vibes and energy is very, very powerful. Yeah. And I think when you have somebody who wants to just completely be raw in front of you and talk to you and, and, you know, show you that, hey, you're good. Mm -hmm. You're always taken care of. And, you know, you do, you have to do the work, of course. I can't just talk to you. You have to do the work. But, you know, when you have somebody who who wants to have that rawness with you, I think that it it does help you want to do better. Mm. I want to do more. So that's where I'm going with it. Vulnerability mm. builds intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. When you talk to somebody, share who you really are, you can... And that's scary. <laughs> it is. It is so that's scary. scary. Intimacy is very scary. It can but it's be also very really scary. rewarding. It is. You know? Very rewarding. Create some closeness and bonds and connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who's your ideal client, like... My ideal the kind client. of person you're looking for. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't. If I were to say I have an ideal client, it just has to be somebody that I think is willing to really do the work and is mm-hmm. really willing to come in and and be vulnerable and let themselves actually shine, mm-hmm. like allow themselves to do the work and go through the hardships. Because it, it's easy to initially go to somebody and have a coaching session, but to stick with it and to actually allow it to come up and work through the hardest parts and that <laughs> says something you know because mm-hmm. we know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> you, you have, have to invest to the tr- you have to invest the time to to build absolutely. the trust yeah absolutely because it doesn't happen the first time you know so that, that would, my ideal client would be somebody who's just who's ready who uh-huh. really wants to you know on some level they don't have to be 100 percent ready but if they're ready to actually sit down and laugh and cry and you know, just really enjoy the experience. That's my ideal client. Hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. And what would they be experiencing? Like a feeling of being stuck or um, shame or yeah. uh, grief or... Yeah. All of the above. You know, because sometimes you can, be, <clears throat> you can think you're in a really great space and then realize, damn, you know, I have more to work on. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more to work on than mm-hmm. I thought I did. Yeah. You know, and I think that... that you know, that's what they're going to experience. I think that's most people, though. I know. Yeah. I think Absolutely. once you start, like, digging in there, you know. There's always work to work on. If you let that out, you know, <laughs> if, going, if you start being honest, like, you know what, this mm-hmm. is, you know, I've done it. Because I can't tell you how many people have told me, my clients, they go, like, they say something like, well, I've already done all this work. I thought I was done with that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you I know, agree. and I, to be honest, even as a coach, as a as a speaker, I've done the same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm good. I've done the same thing too. I have nothing to work on. Yeah. Oh, I guess I do. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> happens or somebody shows you, like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess I do have a lot more to work on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So. I think it happens in layers. I find mm-hmm. myself doing that too. I'm like, I want to work on this. And then I'm like, but there's still another layer and another yes. layer. And so many <laughs> layers. Yeah. There's still more. So yes. So where did I stop when I was making the coffee? What was I talking about? We um, talking, the coach. We were talking about pushing each other. Yeah. Pushing each other? Yeah, we were talking about pushing each other. And, oh, the and, story that the guy told. Yeah. Okay, so I was, you know, I started Googling that after that story because it was mm-hmm. so fascinating to me what she said that, you know, and, and I, I buy into that, that we do have to 
push each other, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So um, I Googled, you know, pushing each other, you know, the benefits of pushing, and um, I found this video by this guy, I think his name is Bo Eason, and he was talking about um, that he had these questions that he, he said the, the most common thing that men would tell him was that I wish I was pushed. Mm -hmm. I wish that mm -hmm. my parents had pushed me or that, you know, mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, the thing is, is that those same people come back and then they say, well, I don't want to be the kind of, I don't want to be that kind of you parent. Don't to push I don't want to push my clients. I don't want to push my kids. But yeah. the thing is, is that you have to make a decision, and that's what really, that was. You're the doing point. them a disservice if you don't push them. You're not really benefiting them if you're not pushing them. Mm -hmm. You know, to be honest with you, you're really not. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying before, it's like so many times we can see something in our client or in our kid mm -hmm. or in our friend mm -hmm. that they don't see. Yeah. And it's like you know, a lot of times in sponsees, I'm like. You're playing small. Mm -hmm. You know, you're playing small. You're playing like... Absolutely. You don't... What you do doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And maybe they were told that or mm -hmm. taught that or guided that way. It's it's insecurity, too. Mm -hmm. I think insecurity <coughs> is a big thing. Like, if you, if you don't see in yourself, you know, what someone else sees in you, and, or you do, but you don't want to... You don't want to come across too confident, overly mm -hmm. confident, or too pushy, you know? A lot of times that's what I think holds people back. And then there's fear, like back to fear. That holds people back so much. Mm -hmm. That holds, I think it holds people back from pushing each other, you know? It does. And, and I've, I've been, I can say I've been guilty of that too, not being pushy oh, enough. Yeah. Not, not. I am. Because, you know. Even with you hearing that, I'm like, fuck, there's so many people I can be pushing right now, but I just don't. <laughs> And I think it's the hard thing for me is like I don't want to cross a boundary that or like do something that they're not ready for or tell them something that they're not ready for. And so that's I think what holds me back from being like you're better than this. What the hell? Like, you know. But no, I agree with you. Like But I then think, like what are you going to wait for? Yeah. You know? Mhm. Mm so and it's yeah. and it's sort of like if you're doing that then you're sort of like taking on the uh position of well I'm going to decide when you're ready mm -hmm. because I don't right. I'm not going to tell you because I don't right. think you're ready for it right you're or kind of, maybe you're not ready for you know yeah yeah you're holding back which initially I think kind of holds them back a little bit too because it doesn't allow them to kind of move forward because mm -hmm. they're going to stay stuck in that comfort zone as we were talking about earlier they're going to stay stuck in a comfort zone and become stagnant I think especially if they're your client, like you have, oh, yeah, for you sure. have to be able to push. Yeah, you do. I'm thinking about all the people that are my clients that I want to push. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's a lot of this. Well, the other, so the other article that I read was um, the benefits of pushing rather than pulling. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, one of the things that he said is like, when you're pulling, you're always looking back. Mm -hmm. When you're pushing, you're both moving forward. You know, and that to me makes a lot of sense. And he said there's a lot less, there, this takes a lot more energy than this. I'm so, so just excited kind of for today. Going flow, I know. Going flow. Yeah. Be a good one. Well, because it's it's just, they're, they're, they're different muscles, you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I was saying to you earlier when we were talking, I, I was never pushed as a child. Even even in my 20s, I was mm-hmm. not pushed. It wasn't until recently that I met my recent partner. She's really... She's pushing. She's pushing. I'm serious. And I, and I, <coughs> well, we got to meet her. <laughs> she's pretty awesome. I mean, I have to say, like, I've, I have kind of just slid by. Like, nobody's... In previous relationships, friendships, like, I wasn't pushed. Mm-hmm. And in this relationship, I've really been challenged and pushed to do better and show up mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's pretty amazing. And so I'm, you know, I'd like to return the favor and mm-hmm. be more pushing myself. And, yeah. you know, so it's it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge for I sure. I think the bottom a- line of everything that I read and what, you know, came up for me, what, even when um, I heard the, the, the uh, WNBA story was that, you know, I, I've helped so many people and in helping someone else, I always get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you yes. cannot push somebody if you are not pushing yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that is probably the key thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think we all do need, you know, somebody behind us, you know? We do. Mm-hmm. Pushing. For sure. Yeah, we do. Yeah, or we it, do. And encouraging, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of times what, you're, what you feel you're meant to tell somebody is you're meant to hear it too. Mm-hmm. You're meant to hear that too. Yeah. It may have no effect on the other person, but, but it will. Mm-hmm. In your head, you'll be like, oh, that was for me. All, okay. Every time I sponsor somebody, I get that. Every yeah. time. Every time. Absolutely. I was just working yeah. with someone the other day, and we work on the phone on Fridays. <laughs> and uh, I said something to her on the phone. I was like, damn it. It was for me. I knew it. You That's know? what I love about coaching, though. Yeah. Because, like, you, you're... Not only are you helping someone else, but you're like coaching yourself as well as like it's like you're Definitely. what you're saying. You're going together, you know. Definitely, it's, yeah. you're benefiting from it too. Yeah, if you Absolutely. pay attention and you really no, you, I love you, that. You you're benefiting from it greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> who are you following right now? Who inspires you? What yeah. um, Lisa Nichols. Oh, Lisa oh Nichols. I like her. I love her. I love her story. I love her stage presence. I love how. She she's just, awesome. She wants to motivate you, and she's she does a lot of free seminars and stuff too, like online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she really wants you to to do that. Yeah. Know, to get out there, so I follow her, and to be honest, I've really been following Joe Dispenza a lot. Mm-hmm. Neuroscientist. I like Joe I love, too. I love him because he talks. He actually adds science into how you can mm-hmm. change the patterns, mm-hmm. your patterns, and break them, and mm-hmm. why it's harder. <coughs> the older you are, why it's harder. Because you're, you're literally set in your ways. It's yeah, the truth, right. literally. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's that group. It's <laughs> the uh, what, what the bleep, you know? The what yes. the bleep, they talk about the pebble, the, the BB yes. in the groove. And yeah, the older you are, the deeper that groove is. Yes, yeah. so absolutely, I get that. And I follow uh, Michael Beckwith a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is, he's oh, amazing. Like, yeah. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love what he has to say. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's variations. So you've got science, you've got the motivational speaking, you've got the religion spirituality so I, I like following all of that that's yeah. awesome it definitely motivates me to incorporate everything because i think it kind of all comes together yeah definitely yeah. so what's so, the where are you where are you going where am i going yeah what's the next step what's the next what's the up level for you speaking engagements speaking mm. speaking yeah. engagements i'm ready i'm ready to start speaking in groups and in public and mm-hmm. actually getting on stage and talking to people or holding workshops <coughs> you know holding little even if it's just little groups mm-hmm. you know i'm ready for that i'm ready to get up there and start holding on like holding workshops and coming up with a book 
Mm-hmm. That is my that is my uh, goal. There we go. Is, is that, that was the thing. <laughs> I got it. I'm ready. To I knew that. there was Look something out. there she didn't want to say. Yeah. yeah. It's that book. It's, it's like that you, bo- you I know that in my throat. Oh, the book. Oh, oh yeah. the book. I've been yeah. trying to work on for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that book. I got one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely do. Yeah. yeah. So that's I, like I would say that's really that is that is where I, I see myself in a year. I I, I, I want to be speaking and. I mm-hmm. want to have a book out. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. So your teacher, who's your teacher? Who's my teacher? Who's your greatest teacher? Mm. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many, so many. I, I can't even say who my greatest teacher is. Can you pinpoint one? Mm. Let's talk about, what about your mom? <sighs> We can talk about my mom. Well, what did you learn from her? Oh. I mean, I know that, I know that, that well, was a rough relationship. I mean, I know that. But there's, you I know, how good, to eat a lot. Good, ah, but, the, okay, well, okay. Like, well then my, talk okay, about that. So, so my, you did eat a lot. You learned how to stuff your feelings, you know? Yes, I, I learned how to stuff my feelings away and how to kind of numb out and how to ignore life. I, I hate to say that, but that was, unfortunately, the way my mom was. But there's another side of that. But, mm-hmm. There is. Because you heal. absolutely another side of that. Because right. I was able to work past all that. And, and so I guess my greatest teacher was my coach of six or seven years, Hitaji Aziz. Hmm. Hitaji. She took me from a very dark place. And she pulled a lot of that out of me. So I have to give her credit for that. She really did. Hmm. Um, she really did. So with my mom, my mom was the type of mother who mostly she slept. You know, she she slept kind of slept her life away. She kind of numbed out of everything. I don't know if it was overwhelming. Like she was overwhelmed with mm-hmm. life. She was sad. Mm-hmm. You know, and she just kind of ignored life. And so she's taught me that that's the opposite of what I want to do. I want to embrace life. I want to enjoy life. I want to be grateful mm-hmm. for everything that I have in life, and I want to continue to shine. <clears throat> and, and because she was an incredibly smart woman. Mm-hmm. My mom was incredibly smart. She had a high IQ. Mm-hmm. Back in her day, she, you know, actually did two years of college, and back then that was big for women. Mm-hmm. You know, she died at seventy two, seventy three. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was big, but she never did anything with it. She mm-hmm. never did anything with it. So she's, if I say she's taught me anything, it's to embrace life. <clears throat> it's to embrace my life and to really do the things that I want to do to really set my goals and to succeed in life because mm-hmm. I know that that's not the way to live. that's not the way I want to live so what about parenting hmm? <laughs> what about parenting <laughs> you ever want to do that I am doing it you my, my partner has a four-year-old oh, and no she's a beautiful little girl and I love her to death and I'm learning. I will say that I'm I'm getting red. Can you see this? Yeah. I'm now. I'm already <coughs> red now. Really red. Um. So I'm learning every day how to actually be a good parent, and I'm learning and seeing why it's so important. You didn't want children, though, did you? Yeah. Oh, you did. I always did at some point. Oh, okay. At some point, yeah. I just never. I thought I remember a conversation. I'm like, oh, this wasn't ready then. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I personally never physically wanted to have children, but I knew at some point I would want to have kids. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think kids are just such great teachers. 
They are, and she's brilliant. She's an incredibly advanced little girl. She's four going on 40. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So she's teaching They will me. teach you, won't they? Oh, yeah. oh they my do. God. They do. They do. And, and I'm learning every day how to be a parent, how to really show up. Yeah. You know? And I, and I love it. That's awesome. I absolutely awesome. love it. It's nervous. I get nervous. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah. That's beautiful. Every day. I love I it. I think as long as you um, really take the responsibility seriously. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I don't, you know, there. I don't think there's... You cannot get out of parenting unscathed, right? No, for sure not. You're going to screw something yep, up. For sure. You know, I'm learning that you have a little one who's looking at you, who's watching you. Yeah. They're watching everything you do. And that's something my partner's taught me. She's said that many times. She's watching everything I do. I have to do, you know, better. I have to make sure I'm succeeding because she needs to see that. Yeah. You know, to grow up and be a woman that yeah. succeeds in life. you got to have integrity because mm-hmm. they are watching everything. They are. Mm-hmm. And they will and they tell you. hear everything. Mm-hmm. And they definitely yeah. will tell well, you. Well, you have to think. They have to think. You have to think, do I want... <laughs> Do I want her to model this behavior, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like I read something. Um, oh, you know who was it? Oh, I was talking at breakfast this morning. One of the women was sharing about when email first came out, mm-hmm. you know, that there was this exchange between her and uh, one somebody emailed her, and then she shared it with somebody, and then the, the exchange that they had laughing at her got back to her. Mm-hmm. And she lost the friendship, and, you know, she said she learned from that, like, that if uh, she didn't want the whole world to read the email, then don't put it in email. Mm-hmm. And the same is true if you yeah. don't want the whole world to know about <laughs> what you're doing, then don't do it because you got yeah. a kid there watching yeah. it, you know. Yeah, and it's, so it, you know, uh, it's a beautiful experience. It's beautiful that I've been able to see this little girl growing up. You know, I've, I've been in her life now for almost two years. And wow. I've watched her evolve mm-hmm. into this amazing four-year-old girl. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know... Wow, what is she gonna do when she gets older? Those are the mm-hmm. things I think about. Like, wow, you know, what is she gonna be like when she grows up? She's mm-hmm. already brilliant. What is she gonna be like, you know, in five years from now and, and yeah. ten years from now? Mm-hmm. Is she gonna be a doctor? You know, mm-hmm. what is she gonna do? So that's awesome. I've, I'm learning. Like, to, it's been a very beautiful experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I love, I love motherhood. <laughs> it's such sacred work. Yeah, it can, it, be, it can be challenging too. It is. Oftentimes, yeah. Yeah, we just we talked to Joy Sewing last week, and um, she adopted. She's fostering two. One was mm. she got at three, and the other one was eighteen months. Yeah. yeah. And she said one day she went into her bathroom and shut the door, and she's in the bathroom, and then she sees these little oh, hands under great. the door. <laughs> Coming under the door. <laughs> see my hands? Are you then there? Yeah. Right, can you see me? Yes, yes baby. Yes. I'll be out in a minute. Mommy's just crying. And I'm glad that you are participating in that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That makes me, that makes my heart burst with love. Yeah, I know. Um, parenting is not about giving our kids what we, I know, we don't read books and stuff like that. We give our kids what we didn't want. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. that's, most of us come from this place like, my mom and dad always did this, and I'm never doing that to my kids. Mm-hmm. And you might do it, but you really come at it with it. Like, one of the things I wanted to give my kids was I wanted them to know they could do anything they wanted. Absolutely. I just wanted them to know you can do anything. Absolutely. What's the, what's the one thing? What's the dichotomy you want to teach yours? The one thing that I would want to teach my daughter and then any future children I have is be comfortable in your own skin. 
Be mm-hmm. yourself. Be happy with who you are. You know, never let anybody tear tear any piece of who you are down. Keep your authentic. You know, your keep your authentic self. Stay in your integrity and mm-hmm. love yourself. Love your skin. Love who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the biggest thing that a lot, especially women, we're not really taught to love ourselves. Right. Yeah. To really love ourselves and to be confident, and comfortable. We're taught to conform. We are. Yeah. We are. We're taught to be skinny and wear the and be <laughs> sexy and do you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and get the attention of men. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. and. I don't think we're taught to do what we are doing either, no. like connect with women, yeah. no, which is not. something that I really we're want not. my granddaughters to know. Yeah, get friends, connect. You know, yeah. be on, be um, you know, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. be authentic. Yeah, and never and never lose your sense of wonder, and never lose your sense of self. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's huge. And try new things. things. Yeah, try new things and push yourself. So, yeah. what's the story behind that? Behind what? Why that's so important to you? <laughs> because I didn't do it. Yeah, I I spent so many years. Go, I mean, I think that you guys know this that I was morbidly obese as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, it started about age eight, and I just got bigger and bigger till I reached almost three hundred pounds mm-hmm. by nineteen. You know, I was, mm-hmm. and I did not like myself. I was I was very insecure. You know, I I just did not like myself at all. I didn't think I was smart. I didn't think that I was worthy of anything. Mm-hmm. You and you know, were modeling good. after your mom. I was, yeah. absolutely, modeling after my mother. And then one day I just decided to change. You mm-hmm. know, I changed. I think I, I really want to say I really changed about 24. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't big at, like that big at 24, but that's when I really started to realize, well, maybe I do have something more to offer this world. Mm-hmm. And it, it, took a, it took some time. It's still taking time. Like, it's never going to stop, but knowing that I was so uncomfortable, so insecure, like I still struggle with that now mm-hmm. because I spent so many years, like I still struggle with feeling insecure about It's something. a baby. It's like, you yeah. know, <coughs> that pattern, you know? Mm-hmm. you know? And I think no matter what you do, you should feel so comfortable with it. You should feel secure. Yeah. You should feel confident in anything that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You really should because confidence is what's going to shine. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's so, yeah. Yeah, and if it aligns with your values, with your core values, then you will feel comfortable, you know, in in what you're doing. Right, So if you make sure that you're in this space where what you, you know, what your work is or what your volunteer is or what your, you know, what your parenting style is, it's an, Mm -hmm. it, you know, if it's in alignment with your true value system, then you, Mm -hmm. you can, you can get there. Absolutely, absolutely. And that might be the reason why... Some kids are sort of like, you know, unsure or don't have a big self-esteem. Mm-hmm. They're not real sure what their values are. Mm. Well, they, don't, they may not have values instilled in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can honestly say that there was not much instilled in me growing up. Like, I don't, I don't it may sound harsh mm-hmm. or it may sound sad, but it's true. There was no values, nothing mm-hmm. really instilled. There was no one that was like, no, you're great at this. I want to see you do this, you know, or... Mm-hmm. No, you're beautiful. You should you should love yourself. Like nobody told me that growing up. Yeah. You know, I think some of that might have been my mother had some resentments towards me herself for whatever reason I could tell. Um, but I think that that's very important to teach your children is you are beautiful, you're handsome, you know, whatever you are, you are amazing, mm-hmm. and to teach them that, mm-hmm. affirm them. You know, that's yeah. something I hear my partner say to her daughter all the time. You are a beautiful little girl. Look at how beautiful you are. Look how amazing you are. You don't need nobody to tell you that. You know it yourself. Like, she mm-hmm. tells her that. 
And I'm like, I, I listen to that and I watch that. I'm like, that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for a little girl who needs to hear that. You know? It's a much better brainwave pattern than... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then why are you like, so dumb? Yes. Oh my God, I don't have enough to take care of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. I laugh. It's funny, but it's not. But mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to laugh at it sometimes. Did your mom ever address your your way? Oh no, no. no my never... mom, my mom, to the day she died, denied that I was ever that big. Denied it. She's like, no, you know, you were never that big. You know, Kurt, my brother, would tell. She said, you know, Kurt would always tell me, you know, you're eating all this food, but I just didn't believe him. I didn't believe him. I didn't Denials. That big. Yeah, um, she was in denial about a lot of, a lot yeah. of unhealthy addictions that I had as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? Point parting shots. Oh, Where can people you find you? Share? People can, well, so I'm working on my website. I'm still working on getting it, it up and running. But they can email me at christypunky at yahoo.com. They can call me. I'm mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I always I mostly just post inspirational stuff. So you can, it's Christy McIntyre, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can find me, and, and I think if you want to add me as a friend, you'll see my my phone number. You can get my phone number that way and okay. contact me that way. Reach out to you. Yeah, if you just need somebody that's going to make you laugh, cry, and, and go through all the emotions, mm-hmm. contact me. Energy work. Energy work. Um, just some motivational words. If you need yeah, a speaker. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Reach out to her. Reach out to me. I'm ready. I'm ready to speak. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. Tell that story. Yes. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for thank coming for in and sharing yeah. your very intimate story. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's thank lovely you. to see you and hear me you. Too. And it's been amazing. I know. Yes. All right. So if you want to get in touch with The Metal Report, if you want to be a guest, email Report at gmail.com. Yes. Thank Until you. Until the next time. Okay, until next time, if you guys have any questions, please email us at themeadowreport at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook and Instagram at The Meadow Report. It's always helpful to like and share and subscribe.
Okay, until next time, if you guys have any questions, please email us at themeadowreport at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook and Instagram at The Meadow Report. It's always helpful to like and share and subscribe um, and leave us a review.